welcome to the Willow in the Windies with David Oram. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Yardley tried his best, God had won the test. They gave the crowd plenty fun, the second test and West Indies won. With those little pals of mine. Hello and welcome to The Willow in the Windies, uh, the weekly Caribbean cricket broadcast. But this time, I'm not really looking at uh, West Indies cricket, I'm being a, a little in- self-indulgent in fact. I've got with me on the line uh, my own brother. Now, his reason for joining this me this week, just for, for a quick chat, is that uh, he's about to fly off uh, within the next 24 hours to Rome. He's going to be batting at number three for the Archbishop of Canterbury's eleven against the, the Vatican, uh, the St Peter's CC in the Vatican in Rome. I'll say it first. Hello, Rob, how are you? I'm good, thank you, David. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm, I'm very well. Thank you for joining me on this uh, additional little programme. Um, as I say, I usually focus on things West Indies, but uh, it was too good an opportunity to, to not have a chat just before you uh, take off uh, up on this match. Um, can you give me just a little bit of background to what this game is about? Yeah, so I suppose um, this would be a bit like Rocky II, um, <laughs> if you were to put it in those... It, it, well, I'm boxing... Uh, <laughs> We play it's a essentially. Sequel. It's it's well more than Rocky. It's sort of four or five hundred years of um, uh, political and religious warfare that have kind of been <laughs> simmering. Um, and finally, we've got to last year finally got to have it out in the only arena befitting of it. Well, other than Lords, I suppose. <laughs> um, was Canterbury Cricket Club in Kent, uh, which was a fantastic day. Yeah. Um, so how it came about, St Peter's Cricket Club was um, born, was initially, I think, it is an amalgam of kind of Irish Catholic stroke um, Kerry Packer type Australians <laughs> sort of morphed together with subcontinental cricketers that are all at the Vatican. Yeah. So St Peter's Club was born, I think, a, a year, two years ago. Mm. And then the obvious match would then have been can we get a you know a game against our, our protestant um, <laughs> the anglicans brothers yeah the anglicans stroke arch enemies stroke best of friends um in the name of sort of henry the eighth and and, and cram um, you know versus the papacy um so i think that actually so last year it was it was all mooted around and initially the idea was to get lords but obviously the only body probably in the and when you, when you say when you say lords, that's uh, the home of cricket, not Lourdes, L O. No, not France. No, oh. no. I mean, perhaps perhaps the only authority that the Pope hasn't yet completely got a handle on is the MCC. <laughs> so unfortunately, even the Pope couldn't tell them when we were going to play on their ground. <laughs> so we, yeah, we had to settle for Canterbury, which I mean, it was the second best because it was close enough to Canterbury Cathedral, fa- fabulous uh, arena. Yeah. So it sort of had its, its, it had all the heritage and, uh, yeah. and, and real feel. Um, and, and funnily enough, it, I think the reports were we played in front of about a thousand people in the end. So yeah. I think um, Kent cricket, Kent cricketers were actually there 
watching some of them just to see what a decent crowd was actually like <laughs> to be played at the ground. And and the script, right, you know, you couldn't have written a better script because we won in the, in the final over. It was a, literally a, a fantastic game. Even um, Justin Welby, the Archbishop, who was actually trying to conduct an interview at the time, <laughs> the interview had to be abandoned because he got all excited as we, as we knocked the runs off at the end. So it really was a great game for the purists, a great game for the neutral. Mm. Uh, and, I, and it brought, um, we were playing for um, human trafficking, human sex trafficking. Yeah. So there was, there was a serious side, a serious publicity element to it, trying to bring to the fore, you know, serious issue or, or a particularly serious issue mm. um, that, that needs more exposure in, 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 in the world. Um, yeah. But yeah. it was a great day. It was a great build up to the game. The the um, Catholics loved it. As I say, they yeah, well, I haven't, just to say about the sub subcontinent um, influence. I think their side comprised of eight Sri Lankans, <laughs> two Indians, and one Irishman. <laughs> um, but we had uh, we had mass before the, or, or a, a worship at the mm. Canterbury Cathedral before. Um, there was a dinner afterwards where um, the Archbishop spoke. Their guys. Um, Father Raymond, who officially runs their team, spoke wonderfully, as did um, the Zimbabwean, uh, Henry Alonga. Bless his heart, Henry right. Alonga, a solid Christian guy who kind of retired prematurely mm. for very strong, admirable, conscientious reasons uh, because of the political situation in Zimbabwe. So he retired fairly early, but has remained active uh, in his Christian walk, promoting good causes and 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 being an outspoken Christian, and he actually commentated on the game, which gave it a great sort of yeah. flavour and atmosphere, and then spoke most eloquently um, at the dinner afterwards. So it was a, it was a lovely occasion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, 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 I remember there was a great deal of publicity for the uh, the game last year. It made uh, uh, certainly made the, the news on uh, on on telly in the UK. Um, it was uh, featured in in. Uh, Wisdom Cricketers Almanac. Uh, Patrick Kidd uh, wrote that report, as he wrote uh, also in in the Times. It, it, it was a 2020 floodlit match, and yep. um, I am aware, since uh, since our father was there to watch it, uh, that you're being ever so modest in saying that uh, uh, you got home narrowly. What well, you got the side <laughs> home narrowly. 26 not out, uh, a, a match winning innings. I understand. Well, was it up to your usual high standards? <laughs> well, obviously, uh, some of us uh, are from that um, cricketing uh, stable where we obviously can only bat to our own very high standards. <laughs> um, to quote Jeffrey. Um, but what I was going to, what was I going to say? Oh yes, in terms of uh, oh, the only other thing about who was following us. First of all, mm. we actually had we actually had ESPN. Following us round, so so they really they following us round at Gravesend Cricket Club in Kent, no less. <laughs> and uh, um, funnily enough, on uh, it was all they'd all flown over from America, and then on one of the ESPN channels, as they were doing their report, you've got this thing about the invitation being to Lords, and as they're talking about Lords and the invitation being made to, at, at Lords itself, they were showing pictures of a panoramic views of Gravesend Cricket Club. It was quite funny. Of course, they wouldn't know any difference. Um, <laughs> Regarding the match itself, yeah, the script was actually perfect because we actually managed to engineer a game where we were on top throughout mm. um, and then managed to see me uh, having bowled solidly and, and kept them very, you know, pretty well restricted. But then batting under lights 
Um, oh, sorry, as it, it was getting dark, yeah. having got our batting order all wrong. <laughs> um, we managed, it seemed like we'd been to throw the game away, but um, thankfully um, somebody hold out and then, yes, I managed to get to the wicket and it was, it was, it was a real struggle. Uh, but as the lights came on, suddenly it was literally like a religious epiphany. <laughs> uh, and so, let, be light. let out of darkness into the light, uh, into the light of the, uh, uh, so we could see the, the heresies of the Catholic way. Mm. Uh, victory was had, mm, mm. Uh, and it was in the last over. So it was, it was, yeah, it was great stuff. Yeah. Now the um, some of the match reports, as I said, Patrick Kidd wrote them, and they had some delightful touches. Uh, it was a low-scoring game. You you chased down a, a, a target of 106 uh, to get there, so it wasn't a high-scoring game. And he described the bowling as being not merely economical but ecumenical <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's right, but yeah. the one thing I really do want to get to the bottom of here and. Um, put to bed, as it were, as we know about uh, the Bible, um, it's generally accepted that not everything in the Bible should be taken literally. Um, and the same applies to the Bible of cricket, does it not? Um, I, I, I quote you this from Patrick Kidd in this year's Wisdom. The winning runs were struck by Rob Oram, a trainee priest in Cambridge. He appeared in Wisdom 1993 after taking 9 for 40 for Forest School, including a hat-trick. Now, that's not true, is it, Rob? You didn't hit the winning runs at all. Well, you see, this is, this is, this is that old um, exegetical <laughs> mistake of uh, uh, poor criti- uh, journalistic cricketing hermeneutic. Now, if we, if we understand our cricketing hermeneutics, by winning runs, we're talking on a more universal level. So... <laughs> Not as in the, uh, uh, the particular sense of the very last runs, but in that more um, <laughs> universal hermeneutic where we understand the broader scope of, of cricket analysis, which I'm sure you would, uh, you would grasp yourself, I'm sure. Well, I think you've done ever so well to get the, uh, the almanac and Patrick Kidd off the hook there. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right once again. OK, OK. So, well, uh, enough of last year's game, which was a, a, a great success. Um, as I said at the beginning, uh, you're off to, uh, to, to Rome in the next 24 hours. And you've got the game uh, Saturday, is it? Yeah, so we got we were there's a there's, a, there's an enormous um, mass on the Sunday, which I think is one of one of the major um, Catholic events uh, of the year. So there's, there's however many maybe a couple of hundred bishops or something coming for a, 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 a grand papal mass that the Pope himself is going to um, really lead. Yeah, or preside over. So that was, I think that's why it was being scheduled for, for this time of year, yeah. um, to coincide with that. Initially, the game was then, the idea was that the game was going to be played before that, or, or after it or something, but they've realised actually that it's not going to work with the light. So we've got a, a, some sort of a warm-up match on the Friday, and then the actual match itself on the Saturday, Yeah. on the Saturday morning, and then it'll be the, 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 uh, the conclusion will be the mass that, that we're going to participate in on the Sunday. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I, I just you shared with me your uh, your, your program. Uh, as you say, you've got Holy Mass with the Pope. You're also getting a, a tour of the Vatican, and possibly yeah. most exciting at all uh, of all, appearing on BBC Songs of Praise. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, going to mention that yeah <laughs> so we've actually made one decent chance for this year and that was because one of the good things is it's the same sides but we've kept both sides which is which which is great so it literally is a rematch between two of the you know it's not just a mix of new players it's exactly the same 
teams, and that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, the only transfer we have made is to is to transfer out ESPN and, and bring in BBC Songs of Praise. <laughs> that's round. So that's, that's going to be an interesting change there. <laughs> and uh, I've, I also read that uh, yeah, you've got a trophies up for grabs. Uh, yeah. The, the, the Saint Augustine Cup. Um, the Saint Augustine. That Saint Augustine of of Canterbury. This is not Gus Logie. No, yes, right. Augustine, Augustine of Hippo, I suppose, technically. Oh, right. Um, actually, but off the top of my head, I can't remember where Hippo is. <laughs> um, good question. I'll have to check that. But I don't think it's a Caribbean island. Ah, ah. Um, so, but yeah, it's certainly somebody that we would both love to lay claim to. I'm mm. sure the Catholics would love to continue to lay claim to St. Augustine. We would definitely want to also lay claim to him. So it certainly will give it, it will give that, you know, that type of element that, you know, the urn would give to England Australia cricket. Well, it's a yeah, no temptation to have ashes or something. You know, perhaps I don't know, um, uh, ceremonially burn the. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, put it this way: the sort of the from, from my point of view, and I, and I the Turin shroud or something, perhaps. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> that's going a little too far. The ashes of the shroud. Yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think it's more the sort of. The issue would be feeling like to, to, to let St. Augustine down. I think both sides would feel, <laughs> um, yeah, just just that we would need serious self-flagellation, whoever loses, <laughs> well, letting old I, Augustine down. I, I, did, I did read a, a quote from, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Eamon, I think, earlier. Dr. Eamon O'Higgins, who's the manager and chaplain of St. Peter's... Uh, uh, yeah. Vatican cricket team. Uh, he was interviewed recently, and he denied that the fixture is a grudge match. <laughs> Do you expect it to be competitive, nonetheless? Definitely be competitive. It was really competitive um, last time. It's it's that old. Yeah, we we both teams really play to that cliche, but actually we really did, which is we were full of grace and and you know and mm. love and fellowship off the pitch. Um. But on the pitch, it, it, it was probably just as well that there weren't stump mics. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, let's let's hope that the songs of praise don't have that sort of uh, <laughs> exactly. te- technology. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I suppose that that, that really, with uh, you, everybody's good graces and good faith, there really should be no need of a third umpire or snicko or anything like that. Quite. Yes. Hmm. Quite. Well, um, but it was it was played in lovely spirits. They are a lovely bunch of lads. And um, Father Raymond, um, an absolute credit to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he made uh, one other lovely quote, which I do do want to share with you, which I, I read today. He said, uh, he said, uh, he said of playing cricket, playing is a profoundly spiritual and liberating activity that touches mm. the real meaning of life and real human communion. These matches are significant, symbolic gestures of unity, of shared faith and hope. Amen. Amen to that, yeah. Amen, absolutely. Yeah, I thought that was a a lovely a lovely touch. Well, Rob, um, this is more of the sort of like preamble before you uh, head off. So I, w- I want to sort of keep it brief, but I'm hoping that uh, uh, in a week or two, when you've come back and, and recovered and presumably been blessed by Pope Francis and and so on, and come back with those. Uh, Ashes of uh, Saint Augustine that uh, you'll uh, be able to share with us every ball of your match-winning hundred. <laughs> we'll see. 
uh, yeah, I mean, as long as I'll just be happy as long as I'm not, you know, uh, arrested for heresy and, and <laughs> further the stage. <laughs> well, these are high stakes indeed. Um, oh, oh man, very good. Yeah, Rob, uh, I want to thank you for joining us. I look forward to uh, uh, chatting to you again soon. Um, yeah, this has been uh, a special edition of The Willow in the Windies, usually the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. And I hope you can join me again next time. Goodbye.